Hello everyone and a very warm welcome to all of you into my channel A to Z Therapy with Smriti. This is your host Smriti Sikta Mishra. I am an occupational therapy and clinical psychology student. So come, join me on my journey of becoming a therapist and let's learn together. Welcome to episode 3 of season 1, Talk with Occupational Therapist and Physiotherapist. So, hello and a very warm welcome to all of you. And uh, today we have a very special guest with us, Ms. Anushka Puri, who is uh, uh, an occupational therapist. And she has graduated from India as one of the most prestigious institute uh, for BOT, that is uh, IPH. Uh, Pandadeen Dalupadhyay National Institute for Persons with Physical Disabilities. So, hello, ma'am. Hello. I hope you are good and doing. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Same on your side. I hope that. Okay. Okay. So today we will be talking about how beauty course is full of learnings surprises and uh, creativity. So as you know that I just want to, uh, I, you know that uh, we will be dividing our session into three parts. Uh, we will be discussing about learnings, surprises and creativity individually. Okay, so before we start, mm -hmm. I just want you to introduce to our listeners that uh, why you chose OT and a bit about your background. Just introduce yourself. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I hope you are doing good and safe. Uh, as mom introduced, my name is Anushka and I'm an occupational therapy graduate. And currently I am working as a part-time occupational therapist with a private clinic at Gurgaon. And I'm also doing my uh, own venture. Uh, along with that, I'm also preparing for my master's program. Uh, so I have completed my graduation uh, in April 2020 uh, with, uh, from Pandit Deen Dhyalupadhyay National Institute for Persons with Physical Disabilities, which was formerly known as IPH. So it's a central government institute which is affiliated to the University of Delhi and it's located at ITU. <clears throat> So the reason I chose to pursue occupational therapy was the simple fact that I wanted to be a part of a health profession. Um, to be honest, when I uh, was in my high school, I never planned to do occupational therapy. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, I came across this course uh, through an acquaintance. And okay. when I searched occupational therapy, I was very fascinated with the concept of promoting uh, wellness and health being through, uh, you know, um, uh, independence and activity-based mm -hmm. treatment. Mm -hmm. uh, moreover, when I got into the details of the subject, I could uh, correlate to it very closely because of my personal interest in uh, psychobiology. Uh, so uh, that was the main reason. Uh, the only force that drives me to pursue this course at that time uh, was the opportunity to you know learn and uh, learn something very different and mm. do a completely different field in a life. So that was the only thing that motivated me to pursue occupational therapy. Okay. Okay, great. So in terms, so you describe occupational therapy in your own words. It's like an OT-inspired story. 
so uh, how would you define the learning that, uh, you know, if you describe the four-year course where in terms of, uh, you can describe it properly with the subjects you had and the theory, practicals, everything. Okay. So in India, we have occupational therapy course of four and a half years duration, okay. uh, which includes your six months of internship, including okay. your compulsory ruler postings, okay. okay, which is a part of your community-based rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, see the distribution of subjects in every year mm -hmm. and the examination patterns, it varies a bit from universities to universities. Okay. 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 Uh, but the usual college routine uh, includes your four hours of clinical postings. Mm -hmm. uh, that is from nine to one in the morning, followed mm -hmm. by your theoretical classes post lunch. Okay. So does this theory and uh, practical thing starts from the very first year or it is like third year or fourth year? Yeah, it no. This thing also uh, differs from some universities. Some in some uh, university, they started from the second year itself. Okay. But as in my university, we were introduced to the clinicals from the third year, okay. and the we were introduced as well to the core occupational therapy subjects from the second year. So the first year of our college life was mostly evolving around the um, core medical subjects. Okay. So course of four years you study every medical subjects mm -hmm. uh, apart uh, excluding just your forensics okay. otherwise every medical subjects you study mm -hmm. and uh, along with the core occupational therapy subjects okay uh, so if we talk about subjects specifically uh, mm -hmm. as an occupational therapy students we are more focused over studying anatomy Mm -hmm. uh, physiology, mm -hmm. neurology, pediatrics, orthopedics, psychology, journal, medicine and surgery in detail okay. as compared to the bit other medical subjects. Those okay. are also taught in the detail, but mm -hmm. these are the main focus for us that we have to go thorough with it. Okay. 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 And in the final year, then we are also introduced to the uh, subjects of research methodologies and mm -hmm. biostatistics. Okay. So which prepares you for your uh, research programs and later on in life. Mm -hmm. um, as far as uh, core occupational therapy subjects are concerned, mm -hmm. uh, introduce you to the concepts of uh, activity analysis, posture evaluations, Okay. Um, activities of daily living, adaptations and modifications, mm -hmm. uh, biomechanics, which involves the study of the human joints uh, using the uh, physical principles. Mm -hmm. And uh, also uh, we study about various orthopedic appliances like canes, crutches, splintings, wheelchairs. Okay. okay. Um, and then numerous conditions, including, you know, uh, mental health conditions, uh, cardiac, neurology mm -hmm. condition, and the mm -hmm. specific role of occupational therapy and the treatment protocols in these conditions. So okay. grossly, this is how the course is divided. Okay, thank you. It was a great description. Uh, so I would just want to know that uh, what's the importance of clinical postings? You said that uh, many institutes or universities mm -hmm. started from second year itself uh, mm -hmm. or like the exposure to the clinical side. So how is it important? Why it is so necessary that uh, students at from a very early age, like in terms of the their course, they need to be exposed to the clinical uh, side of the practice? Uh, 
see clinical postings is the only way you learn how to deal with the patients hmm. okay so it, it's a hands on experience totally hmm. not only in terms of learning about your uh, work areas hmm. it also prepares you for the clinical reasoning and skills you require in your entire life hmm. you know it's very necessary to uh, understand if the patient is walking in what observations you have to make as mm-hmm. soon as the patient has entered in your room mm-hmm. so you know then how to evaluations are are to be done how do you have to take a history how do you have to communicate with the family members and uh, you know what uh, what kind of uh, goal settings you have to do what factors to be considered while you are planning interventions for the client so it's a, a clinical postings are in nutshell are kind of your total uh, gives you an idea about your professional life how it's going to be okay. so from do- starting from the evaluations process to mm-hmm. the documentations everything mm-hmm. you learn during your clinical hours clinical okay great so you talked about that uh, there is a six month internship period so what is all that about and how important it is to you know do your internship i was seeing your background and it had like two months in some hospital in a particular department yeah. and uh, three months in some other so how is it important to have a holistic sort of uh, internship where you consist of like from burn department to uh, pediatrics to ortho so this is such a like you know varying field so how is it that important see uh, so in a month of apart from the 6 months of internship uh, we are in our academic year also we are posted in the depart uh, in all of these departments okay. but the our duties obviously refine as your year of study advances mm-hmm. so uh so first of all you know the, getting this uh, variety of exposure of departments allows you to have a a great clinical uh, exposure mm-hmm. you know you are able to relate to the different uh, patients and somehow in some dep- in orthopedic department at one hospital you see the patient of the same condition and then in the other department you again see, you see another hmm. other patient hmm. so it refines your personal clinical skills also hmm. you you are learning and you are applying it side by side hmm. goes both the ways so okay. like i have a clinical exposure of working in uh, you know very prestigious hospitals of delhi mm-hmm. like safdarjang kalavati pant mm-hmm. uh, lnjp so in all these hospitals i got an opportunity specifically to work in the wards icus that is intensive care units then neonatal icus mm-hmm. so it, it's a very broad range you get to see because when we talk about occupational therapy people use you usually think that we deal only with therapies related to the pediatrics mm-hmm. we only treat autism we only get into learning disabilities mm-hmm. but but it's not that that we only are away exactly. from school settings mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so working in the acute care setting is something which you learn during these variety of postings mm-hmm. of hospitals mm-hmm. as far as the units are concerned um, i have been posted across different units like burns you mentioned mm-hmm. and spinal cord injury units mm-hmm. and psychosocial uh, and then i have an exposure of also working in sensory integration 
then psychiatry so it, it's ample of departments we have you uh, know seen in last mm. three years of our clinical posting including our internship okay great so how is how are the hospitals and department experience if it's like uh, it may vary but according to you how was your experience Star, like for the past three years if you could just describe yeah so the one thing i have been very interested after uh, going uh, through the uh, my hospitals uh, training mm -hmm. uh, was that acute care rehabilitation okay. this was something when i got into the course i never you know thought of doing it mm -hmm. uh, but now at present i have a great interest in the acute care rehabilitation you know okay. the importance of occupational therapy in the uh, icus and mm -hmm. the wards and what kind of therapies you can do at the bedside what mm -hmm. modifications you can start from the initial day of, you know of the post surgery patients it's it's very fascinating and there's lot more to do and working on those small little components of your physical health and your cognitive health mm -hmm. uh, is something which really fascinates me mm -hmm. uh, and then during my internship uh, it was a very fun experience apart from you know doing uh, clinical uh, we in hospitals we also did uh, workshops related to occupational mm -hmm. therapy awareness mm -hmm. or related to specifically down syndrome mm -hmm. uh, spinal cord injury talks okay. so it was it was a very holistic approach you go through mm -hmm. uh, it's just not in clinical that you are going you are studying and you are applying it's, mm -hmm. it's you know you are having a fun life apart from that also hospitals mm -hmm. are not that boring exactly what exactly generally you know people yeah, yeah, putting, yeah. getting into medical field thing that mm. but it was a really fun experience i remember during uh, my uh, posting uh, of uh, gb panth we got an uh, there was this october month only last year and mm -hmm. we were planning for uh, occupational therapy day for okay. occupational therapy day and then yeah. we did a street play there okay. so we took about different conditions starting ranging from you know fractures to uh, mental health condition to suicides to uh, abuse everything we uh, considered and then we showed the role of occupational therapy in all of those conditions mm -hmm. then we also have like departmental uh, competitions for students which uh, mostly hospitals organizes mm -hmm. where you can you know present your post scientific posters or uh, some of your work you have done or any case presentation you would like to do okay uh, so that that's all was uh, uh, all involved in our uh, uh, academics also and okay. sometimes these presentations were also graded and then mm. in, in internship we are also supposed to uh, you know uh, submit particular um, projects along with our clinical trainings okay. it's a, on which you either have to develop something new in the department mm. or if anything is already present mm. you need to modify it according to the new approaches you are using or the present case condition you are saying Okay. Uh, like I can show you something regarding this. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I think you have to allow me for screen screen sharing. Uh oh, one second. I think I changed the. 
settings maybe it is okay natural please yeah okay okay Are you able to see? Yeah. The screen. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, at, as uh, Mom will be sharing a sharing a screen, I would just like to tell our viewers that she talked about World Occupational Day. World Occupational Day is celebrated on twenty seventh October uh, throughout the world, and I think October is uh, also known as the uh, OT month, right, Ma'am? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Mm. It just went on the occupational therapy day. Yeah, went on just, days back. Yeah, and exactly. this time. The theme was to reimagine. Yeah, reimagine doing. Yeah. So this is one of the pictures from my internship days. The above pictures, uh, it was a group activity. We were all awarded with the certificate of participation uh, in the street play and uh, poster competitions. Okay. And then these these are the students from different colleges. Okay. Uh, we were the interns and we organized it, and then were students coming from the like Jamia, from IPH itself, mm -hmm. and Amity who came to participate in the competitions. Okay. Then uh, below in the picture, we are making uh, see in, in bottom uh, left. Excuse me, sorry to interrupt you, ma'am. Uh, I can't see the yeah. pictures. I can just you see your screen, uh, having the pictures, but I can't see the individual pictures. I mean, I can't see your single collage, sort of. Is it available now? Uh, no, I think it's taking time. Okay, you, you may, uh, maybe it's, uh, I can't see something. I, I think the screen is freezed or something with my side uh, of your screen. So, okay, you can it's, go on. Maybe it will good. come out. And I will edit it with your pictures. Okay. <laughs> okay, I haven't, so I'll edit it. That's not an issue. Okay, okay you may go on. Okay. So uh, then there's this uh, bottom left, there's a picture of us forming mm -hmm. an O and T, describing yeah. occupational therapy. Mm -hmm. And this was the end part of our uh, street play we did. Okay. And over the right, this is the uh, Again, a picture of uh, me with my other colleagues and staff from a pediatric unit. Okay. Uh, I'll show you. And I'll show you the what we made during. Yeah, the arts. Yeah. So on the top, there's the, the poster which I made for the presentation on the World Occupational Therapy Day. Okay. It's uh, on the topic occupational therapy in mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, so in this, I describe the various approaches on the side used by an occupational therapist, which included activity schedule, scheduling, relaxation techniques, social uh, stories, group discussions, uh, 
then mindfulness based therapies mm. uh, recreational therapies and in the center in a brain i have made and in that i have described various conditions of uh, mental health including schizophrenia mood disorders depression suicides anxiety disorders and then if you come down below it there's this poster again which me and my seniors have presented in our national conference of occupational therapy okay. in the year 2019 okay so I was in my fourth year, and me and one of my immediate senior, we both presented this poster at a national conference in the uh, in the front of a very prestigious occupational therapist. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, we won the best prize for this poster as well. Okay, congratulations! So, thank you. So this was the poster which described the old the uh, old approaches in the bottom of the glass art and. then above we showed the new approaches which are coming up and okay. then it's an uh, it's not a clear picture but then uh, over there on the top it was an occupational therapist sitting in a hot air balloon who is uh, pulling up all the uh, new approaches along with the traditional approaches mm -hmm. so it was a whole hierarchy we have showed how the occupational therapies evolving years after years from past to present to future yes okay that was the Great. concept okay and then again the top uh, poster above uh, it says welcome to the ot world mm -hmm. from clay to clay computer, to computer. So, yeah so this was the topic of this year national conference 2020 this poster was uh, mostly made by my juniors with the, my guidance Okay. So, uh, in this poster, we have described the theme was obviously from how do have OT evolved from the creative art of play just to now to the traditional modern computer gamings and the mm -hmm. technology. Mm -hmm. So in that we have showed the uh, every technique. So on the left side, it's all the techniques which uh, traditionally used. Uh, mm -hmm. And then over the right, we have uh, added on the new uh, technology. Technology, yeah, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, and then again, this is the picture of mine with my poster of occupational therapy and mental health. I won okay. third prize for this poster presentation. Okay, great. So this is some some of the activities which we used to do in our internship period. Okay. Okay, so uh, you were talking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you go on. Talk, okay, so as you were talking about the different hospitals, I have been posted into. So mm -hmm. there's this picture of uh, various departments I've been posted. So on the left side is the picture. If you can see, it's there are various beds, mm -hmm. uh, and there's a, a treadmill after that. So this yeah. is. Uh, This is IMD, that is Institute of the Muscular Dystrophy. It's located at Solan. Solan. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, we were posted there for a ruler posting for a month. So here we used to treat lots of uh, patients suffering through muscular dystrophy. Hmm. So it was a complete rehabilitation process there. So hmm. I was posted at the department itself. Otherwise, there are uh, all of my other colleagues and batchmates who used to go for home visit therapies. Okay. Uh, in the villages to for those people who cannot come to the center because of the either of the financial aids or because of 
the physical issues okay okay so that how it you see the posting all about then on the top on the right there is this uh, picture from subdarjang hospital which is uh, uh, located just near to aims mm-hmm. and this is the occupational therapy department okay uh, of this hospital so in this picture we have these two units if you can see these mm-hmm. are known as inclined standing units okay. which we uh, use to improve older range of motion strength it also has on the back uh, weight weights are pre- uh, prescribed there so you can okay. change the weight according to the patient conditions okay and then there are some of the charts you can see on the background these are uh-huh. made by the students themselves okay so uh, students have take the initiative of uh, describing the you know uh, some of the preventions of back injuries over the blue chart and uh-huh. then on the corner you have another chart which de- describes the uh, knee precautions for the patients with knee replacement osteoarthritis okay. so these uh, so these are made in the very simple and basic language uh-huh. for the patients understanding mm-hmm. then this is the on the bottom corner you uh, we have a the picture from uh, one of my most memorable postings that was gb pant hospital so okay. i was posted here for two months which okay. included one month posting in the psychiatry department and one month in the neurology department okay so thank so you they were great how, yeah then i then i your hmm. yeah yeah go on no i was saying that that's how you get to Uh, spend your time in your internship there's a lot more than just clinical and academics you mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. that what make uh, um, you know occupational therapist a complete person we need to have different yeah. aspects yeah that's beautiful mm, so coming back to uh, our question so we talked about uh, hello yeah can yeah. you hear me ha ha So uh, we were talking about uh, the college and activities. So how is IPH different from the other institutes providing the trainings of uh, BOT? There are there is Nital, there is uh, SRM, then there is Manipal. There are, um, in Delhi itself there is IIT, Hamdard. So there are so many colleges. But how is um, IPH different from them? Uh, according to you, it's like person to person. It can it may vary. uh well see studying from a national institute itself is a matter of pride mm-hmm. uh, so uh basically uh, what i personally feel that uh, iph uh, has b- best thing about iph it's is the clinical exposure you get if you see all the other colleges you talked about like jamia or if you talk about manipal all of these co- colleges uh, the have their own hospitals associated with their institution mm. which is not the case with iph iph is an autonomous body and mm. it works only on the uh, outpatient service department mm. so that's why it, it it ensures that for the best clinical exposures you get uh, the students get the best clinical exposures through uh, working in the different hospitals which is mm. i think great Rather yeah. than working in just one, one. hospital, mm. uh, yeah, you get to work in the very reputed reputed uh, hospitals of Delhi 
and there's hardly probably any hospital the big hospital in the delhi i have not visited because of the you know my academical trainings mm-hmm. whether it be safdarjang kalavati mm-hmm. rml so and then you get a wide variety of uh, clinical exposure because of the collaboration with the different central and state government hospitals mm-hmm. and uh secondly uh then we we all are trained under the uh you know th- therapist who are having who have an experience of about 20 to 30 years mm-hmm. so you know that that defines you to work in a very different way you learn from new therapists also you learn the traditional approaches also mm-hmm. so it's a whole collaborative approach you learn and mm. then you apply it also mm. so that's the best part and apart from that it's mostly same everywhere there's just a bit difference but personally for me it's just the clinical exposure you get in the iph mm-hmm. and the secondly the placement services you get after uh, when you are in during your internship Okay. after that they do uh, organize for the placement offers mm-hmm. so they are called various types of clinics and uh, hospitals for the interviews which okay. apparently didn't happen this year because of covid-19 mm-hmm. otherwise the clinical exposure in nutshell is the best i feel personally okay great so we have already talked about uh, that uh, there is a part of research in the fourth year so uh, i would just like to know that uh, what's the research scope in uh, occupational therapy um, see occupational therapy is still a profession which is evolving and which is growing mm-hmm. it, it it is an emerging healthcare profession so mm-hmm. in such profession the scope of research is always available mm-hmm. you so you you know what i personally feel is that the world is really evolving you know in in just years everything is changing if you see our generation and a generation below me a mm. vast difference of interest has changed a vast yeah. activities have been changed very true so as the as the world is evolving so are the are human are evolving so i feel that it's very important that we keep on studying continuously about the correlation between the uh, you know human occupations and the environment because at the end of the day an occupational therapist work in collaborating these two approaches so so because of the evolving in the activities and the change in the environment the research scope keeps on increasing every time so you either you know Uh, modify the traditional approaches, or you can collab and create something new out of these things. So research scope is vast in this field. If you are an enthusiast about going into a research field, then definitely you should think about it after your bachelor's in occupational therapy. Mm-hmm. Great. So now we will be moving on. Uh, do you want to say anything else about the learning part uh, of BOT? No I think I explained it though. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was Yeah, it was very detailed. Thank you. Um so now we will be moving on to the surprise part. So my first question in this is uh, you know uh, when we get 
uh, into a uh, course we actually have a lot of dreams a lot of expectations out of it but uh, as you mentioned that when uh, you st uh, st uh, started about uh, ot you were quite fascinated so how was uh, you know how was your expectations changed over the years and how the course surprised you with time because I, what happens is that when mm -hmm. we enter we think that this is just the thing and we know everything but when mm -hmm. we just enter we realize that this is so much bigger than what we have thought so how was that for you yeah, that's a very interesting question i would love to answer this uh, okay. because when i entered the course hmm. i was not very much aware about the outcomes and potential that carries i had hmm. just a brief idea that as an occupational therapist you are going to deal with certain type of conditions and you are mm -hmm. going to treat these conditions mm -hmm. that was the perspective i had in my mind mm -hmm. till my second year i had this perspective only okay. but as soon as we get into the th uh, third year of a clinical training this perspective completely changed okay. it went totally opposite mm -hmm. so what happened is that in while uh, give Uh, performing an occupational therapy you don't treat patients symptomatically mm. which we eventually thinks that if you have to what is it you just see a symptom you just mm. prescribe a therapy you treat it mm. but that's not the case with occupational therapy it's a such a holistic approach you mm. take the individual as a whole you mm. work on the smaller components including the physical including the mental including the emotional aspects as well and mm -hmm. the social participation social also yeah mm -hmm. so it it's it completely shifted on mm. and apart from that i feel that you know studying occupational therapy has personally changed me as a person no mm. it has you know made me more patient more uh, you know empathetic more compassionate mm. and a very yeah more and more more of a keen observer in things every i now try to you know analyze every small activity i perform for myself also if i'm stuck somewhere i'm not able to perform to my 100 level today it might be because of my some factors in the body or some factors in you know in my environment stress is high or mm -hmm. environment factor is affecting it these things i never realized before mm -hmm. and also you know i'm very proud that you know people say that you should study and then you should change it should change you mm. your perspective it should give you a better uh, way of thinking obviously that actually after you know working in as an occupational therapist mm. i have been very acceptable towards you know adoption sexuality mm. mental health mm. these were things which we have been grown into a society where you you know it's being it, like you should not like very much talk about it mm -hmm. but you do right but yeah. because you know people are aware about you do but not to no. an extent that you talk to anybody anyone uh, obviously it, mm -hmm. it, you have to, yeah mm -hmm. you have that barrier so that barrier has been you know completely shifted off because of the course i have done so it it's has changed me as a person as a whole yeah great as it is said that you know if the educa your education doesn't add value to your person personality then what for it is so it's great yeah exactly mm -hmm. so we talked about the individuality of 
people that uh, you know we don't just see uh, it's not occupational therapists just don't see the symptoms but it's a holistic approach that we do uh right. so uh what is like uh, you know when um, for example mm-hmm. there is a robot and we sort of uh, you know order the robots there's like three robots and we order the same uh, thing to three of them and if they have the same mechanism then they will respond same uh, in the same way but in the case mm-hmm. of uh, uh, humans it's not like that so how different and how varied it, you know how varied it is to get the resp- uh, response for a similar or a, i can't say a same therapy but a similar therapy with a similar background if you could just uh, analyze and throw some light on that yeah sure see uh, therapy is something which is very individualized mm-hmm. you know it's totally based upon the client's factors Mm-hmm. what does the patient want to do in life mm-hmm. what are the expectations of the family mm-hmm. what are the interest of the patients themselves so it's it doesn't just contribute on to ki if this is the condition these are the associated symptoms and this is how your therapy has to go this doesn't work this way mm-hmm. for in for Uh, occupational therapy it's very because it as a occupational therapy definition says it's a client centered profession yeah you know that that means that you have to engage the client in the activities mm-hmm. you you have to consider his interest his uh, his motivational factors his expectations from their life yeah so as you said that you know if you give the same input to any robot which is programmed in the same way mm-hmm. will respond in a same way yeah no that's not the case with the therapies mm-hmm. even though human brains are meant to be functioned in the similar way mm-hmm. yet the outcome of every individual would be different you know so same is with the case of a therapy if the same if i am pr- practicing ndt over a cell a cerebral palsy child and okay, so practicing I, it sorry yeah. to interrupt i would just like to you know be uh, elaborative if you use some medical terms because the people won't be understanding so i would like to describe uh, you to describe what is ndt and a bit about cerebral palsy just the definition or just in a simple okay. language okay so sure ndt is just one of the techniques uh, we use in as a traditional uh, technique which mm-hmm. refers to mental technique so it is about conditions with the kids uh, so what happens in cerebral palsy because of the lack of oxygen supply at the birth Mm-hmm. due to any reason mm-hmm. uh, there some pa- part of your brain stops mm-hmm. functioning mm-hmm. okay so there's some damage neurological damage to your brain so mm-hmm. it it comes under various symptoms mm-hmm. uh, which varies like lots of symptoms comes but on, if you say in short it's occurred due to a lack of oxygen supply in our brain okay so what i was trying to say that if you give same treatment protocol mm-hmm. to the two different individuals mm-hmm. with the different diagnosis mm-hmm. okay it won't mm-hmm. work same because mm-hmm. my idea of applying the neurodevelopmental technique towards one patient with physical illness and the other with the communication issue or a delayed milestone 
would be different yeah so the outcome will automatically will be different, be different. so i'm exactly. using the same input mm-hmm. though the 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 structures of both the individuals are programmed to work as same mm-hmm. but because the input uh, affects different systems of the body mm-hmm. that's why the outcome is also different okay great so you had a great clinical exposure in terms of the hospitals and everything so uh, any clinical case where you just thought that you know this is like a miraculous case or something like that and you would like awestruck with the case and these such incident well every case has in my academic training and during my internship has amazed me you know every case has taught me something mm-hmm. either it's on the level of my professional work or on the level of my personal mm-hmm. like thinking process of the patient mm-hmm. or the motivation level of patient yeah so uh, that's the best part about occupational therapy that you, you know get the clinical diversity is so vast mm-hmm. that you can know very about the conditions and you can learn a lot from every case you see in your life hmm. uh, but yes the prognosis of uh, infants specifically hmm. and the uh, cases of the elderly patients okay. you know they never fail to amaze me the hmm. amount of change you see in them is you know really 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 amazes me hmm. uh, about uh, one case i have seen um so this was my from my postings in a pediatric uh, ward there was this uh, child with uh, erbs palsy okay. okay this happens occur at during the time of the birth because okay. of the compression of the nerve uh, at the shoulder level mm-hmm. when the child is when the child is born he is pulled out okay. so at that time sometimes the nerve compresses at the shoulder joint which results uh-huh. in the palsy the hand so in with that case the child is not able to use his hand okay this was a child i saw of approximately i think one month old and uh, so i was there for the post for about a month and within those four weeks we have changed the seen the pro- level of prognosis that the child was not able to move even a finger was not able to uh, raise his hand till till, till about elbow level so that that wow. was really amazing hmm. and similarly with the case with the elderly you know they are the most challenging people to deal with because of ample <laughs> factor but when they do the things you prescribe to them and when you involve them in the therapies the amount of uh, their uh, motivation level changes the amount of their participation in activities increases day by day that is something really amazing okay wow so uh, moving on to the creative part i think that's the most exciting okay. and the fun part uh, so uh, i would just like to discuss with you about uh, there are a lot of therapies whether it be dance therapies or whether it be hydrotherapy uh, there is a sensory integration there is art therapy there are a lot of therapies that are uh, uh, you know they add on to the what the traditional therapies or uh, things like that right so i would just like you to explain the all these therapies a bit and uh, what mm-hmm. are their importance and how they change the um, you know um, procedure on mm-hmm. change the whole uh, treat course of treatment 
or the course of therapy? Okay. Yeah. So as you mentioned about art therapy, it hmm. is uh, something which involve. It's basically you are doing all your the creative art which we used to do in our school times or as our in our uh-huh. teenager part. Hmm. It involves those activities in a therapeutic manner. Hmm. Okay. So. they focus over involving your mind and body hmm. with those therapies so these are very uh, effective in the conditions like uh, cognitive issues where people have difficulty with uh, you know some of the color perceptions hmm. or about numbering or about uh, your memory so hmm. these are very effective in those conditions and also it helps for helps in the you know sensory motor functions it uh, promotes a lot of self awareness you when uh, i have seen clients when doing getting into the art therapy they yeah. get more aware about what was the state of their mind exactly. what 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 kind of emotions were there mm-hmm. so when they when they draw something or when they pick up the colors mm-hmm. they themselves realize that okay i have been using a lot of dark colors i mm-hmm. probably was not my favorite colors any time hmm. it seems to be very dull hmm. or it goes other way also the yeah, yeah. the client is very you know not in a good mood but when he hmm. sits there to express himself with the colors or with art forms so they they get a very uh, different level of a mental satisfaction it's good a very good for your stress reduction hmm. and obviously a As as a leisure activity, also it's very re- recommended uh, in the patients with men- mental health issues and patients in the ward as a bedside mm. activities. Mm. So apart from that, we talked about hydrotherapy. Uh, okay, so hydrotherapy or aqua therapy. It yeah. is uh, it is a form of an a therapy. in which uh, the all the exercises are performed in the water okay, okay. so it it basically assist your rehabilitation process a lot mm-hmm. it, we usually use hydrotherapy in the conditions of like neurological disorders uh, in the cases of uh, paralysis in the cases of muscular dystrophy okay. all the musculoskeletal conditions in uh-huh. fact for the basic musculoskeletal disorders we use it for the main aim of the hydrotherapy is to you know uh, in first of all the main aim is to uh, give, uh, give muscle relaxations it is very effective in the uh, techniques of muscular relaxation it's because of the uh, water which we use in the uh, aqua therapy that is usually a warm water mm. so warm water studies shows that warm water uh, improves your blood circulation okay. and it helps you your muscles to relax better and it's very good for the, because of this reason very good for pain management also mm-hmm. and in the case, severe severe cases of muscular dystrophy or paralysis we use it for uh, you know um, uh, improving the joint range of motion or for the strengthening and muscle reeducation okay. so it's it's a very very good therapy i have seen um, i've never got the opportunity to do it but yes mm. i have seen clinically people doing hydrotherapies okay. uh, apart from that you would talk about sensory integration also mm. so what happens in sensory integration in today's world sensory integration is one of the most practiced techniques mm-hmm. you will see 
functionality Hmm. so what i mean to say is that you process all the sensory information hmm. from the environment and hmm. you try you uh, try to use it in an appropriate way uh-huh. so okay. that what sensory integration is all about you give a sensory stimulus hmm. you allow your brain to process that sim- stimulus and then an desired response is created out of it Okay. That how it works. Okay, great. And it's very effective in the uh, kids with autism. Mm-hmm. It's the autism because autism is a condition in which pe- most of the you uh, know uh, kids have the sensory issues. Mm-hmm. So to organize the sensory systems to bring down their hyperactivity to a normal level, or to raise the system of hypoactive to mm-hmm. a appro- appropriate arousal level. we mm. use such sensory stimulus okay and then you talk also about dance therapy so mm. mm. dance therapy is again it's a form of a creative therapy which be, is very f- effective for your posture for movements for mm. balance training mm. it involves multiple kind of a complex joint movements mm. so it's mostly uh, used in the patients where we have to treat with uh, you know conditions having difficulty in the movement patterns huh. and then all of these assisted therapies hmm. ultimately affects your mental health a lot it is really good for your mental health it, it you know elevates your mood it it's very interesting to the patients as well as yeah. for the therapist itself uh, yeah. so it's you know the people really enjoy these therapies hmm. Okay, so I would just like to show our uh, viewers a clip on these therapies. Just some pictures and some. Uh... Yeah, so this is about this. These are some pictures of dance therapy being done at different centers at international and uh, national levels. So this is how we basically, uh, you know, waking up the brain. It's like, and it's about art therapy. The what. you know uh, as mam also said that uh, it's not just about the uh, time we give, give to our children it's about what it happen what happens with the mind you know yeah so this was just a small clip okay so now we will be moving on to our next question mm-hmm. for mam so uh, we talked about uh, geriatric and stroke patients and uh, you know the oldish patients so how uh, while treating them how creativity um, uh, as a occupational therapist how is your creativity comes into play while treating them the especially the geriatric patients uh, see what happens in elderly is that because of the you know they there's a decline in their cognitive and the physical functioning which is a natural process of aging mm. 
so uh, no elderly people are not able to uh, participate in their activities of daily living even though they want to but because of either their health conditions or because of their physical limitations they are not able to do so hmm. and secondly they have lot of time to spend hmm. but they don't know how to how, you know hmm, how to spend and how to utilize their time yeah. in an effective way hmm. effective way hmm. so that where the role of an occupational therapist comes into play we we adapt the requirement uh, environment according to the need of the patient what are their interest of the elderly people no it's basically uh, you you are opening them to the new ideas because they are living in the same conditions you they are uh, doing the same activities what they have learned over the period of time mm-hmm. but as an occupational therapist you can uh, evolve new activities using those limited available resources mm-hmm. so this helps them to effectively use their uh, time of the day and uh, moreover it's be a kind of a meaningful activity they are engaging into it might be anything now you can you can involve them into uh, gardening you can involve them into you know playing with their grandchildren or you can involve them with uh, effectively doing something for themselves for of their own interest whether it be like reading books or you know uh, uh, playing some instrument listening to some particular kind of music expressing hmm. themselves somewhere in a form of a art or on on the med- platform of social media you can always you know uh, make them involved into uh, some kind of according to activities of their interest interest hmm so what happens with all of these processes a they feel they get a sense of uh, accomplishment mm. they feel productive in a day mm. they feel they are still worthy enough worthy. to live exactly yeah so you know it's it's a very uh, complex situation in elderly is because they have done all of their part of mm. life and what is happening now is a change in life change in their lives yeah the emotional just, yeah, yeah the emotional, emotional regulations and everything this is not something uh, which is it's a part of a normal life yeah. so people do face these challenges in uh, ad- adapting to these kind of emotional and social changes in their life mm. okay so uh, we talked uh, you know by talking to you i just realized that it's so important to be creative i mean of course uh, and uh, with the coming years when we are getting to uh, so much into technology and digitalization uh, somewhere mm-hmm. down the line we are just losing ourselves and we are just you know giving ourselves to the uh, robots and to the uh, mechanized world so, um, oh, so according cool. to uh, yeah so according to you how important it is for not just occupational therapist but uh, i would just like to talk talk primarily about occupational therapist to be creative and innovative at the same time because i think uh, in india um, the awareness level is very uh, you know very low in case of occupational therapy and uh, point number 2 is that uh, the affordability factor also comes in, comes into play 
Right. It's uh, uh, it's like the whole setup of um, um, getting into um, the therapies, whether it be the psychological therapies, the physical therapies, visiting a pediatrician, psychiatrist. It's such a, you know, uh, financial, uh, you know, financially, it's very strenuous. So uh, how can we make uh, these things more affordable by being innovative or things like that? So how do you think that there, uh, where are the scopes actually? to become to be innovative and creative in the field of occupational therapy see uh, creativity is one of the factors which is really important in the occupational therapy interventions itself hmm. because all of our intervention these are based upon the activity based treatment hmm. we we involve patients into some more kind of the other activity and from those activity we know how to you know gain out of uh, what desired goal we want the person to be achieve yeah. so uh, you know it, that's why it's very important for an occupational therapist to be innovative and creative so that mm-hmm. their patients can also feel that this person has a lot to give to me so mm. it's it's me who is thinking that i have those barriers in my life mm-hmm. i am uh, not able to do activities but that is not the fact that is you have that path uh, of uh, working productively for the patient you have to create mm-hmm. so for the whatever the available resources are uh, with the patients you should know how to uh, create different type of activities out of those limited resources it's mm. a tough job but then also you learn it with you know your experiences and through your own uh, uh, creativity because every mind works differently it works differently so yeah one therapy i can create i know how, how to achieve this activity some other can do this some other way and mm. what i prefer is i ask patient how do mm. you want to do this activity do you want to play with the ball Mm. or do you want want to kick the ball or you mm. want to you know hit the bottles with the ball mm. so my goal is to that the child should learn to throw the ball yeah. which is a, getting getting achieved if i am mm. doing this with a elderly patient my goal is to maintain his strength mm. uh, maintain his balance mm-hmm. this is also achieving in all these activities mm. this is something something you learn over the time and mm. then in today's world everything is available everywhere on the net on everything yeah, yeah. so you discuss it with your you know create some activities for yourself see what you like you, what the other mm. person like what your mother like mm. so you get these ideas everything from all the environment in uh, around you yeah. but i feel that for being innovative and creative it doesn't mean that you always think out of the box mm. sometimes you can you just think, think inside the yeah. box yeah 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 it's so true and just see what are the available resources you have just mm. take those resources and just create something within that box yeah. that i feel is much more important than thinking you know out huh, of just... the box hmm. we we are in into the situation that we always think okay kuch we have to do something let's think of a higher level higher level of course it's really not, not necessary yeah sometimes the basic goals can be achieved with achieved the, the basic, basic activities uh, yeah yeah exactly okay so and what 
creativity also does to the patient it's it's fun not only for the patient it's fun for me as well that's why mm. i enjoy my job also that is mm. one of the reason mm. me being a very interactive person always you know getting into all kind of activities during my school time and mm. then that's why i'm yet able to do it mm. what happens is when people grow up when, when they are busy in their jobs they mm. lose their interest that mm. is not happening with my case i am already yeah. carrying out my interest in some yeah, yeah. other ways it's fun mm. for me as well mm. as you grow you need to grow the child within you yeah yeah okay so i would just like to hear from you a small message for the upcoming generations who want to be i don't think we say that uh, in india there is so much of awareness to for students to become occupational therapists but maybe we could just motivate them from this uh, session so a small message from your side whether it, it can be for parents for children for students who are in their high school see i would just say if you are very compassionate about pursuing a medical healthcare professional mm-hmm. just to serve the society mm-hmm. and for the purpose of actually doing something for human population actually you want to treat patients you should definitely opt for occupational therapy it's mm. one of the reasons major reasons i also chose occupational therapy because i realized that this is the profession that is actually going to help me to serve the people it's, yeah you know when when somebody has lost hopes in their life and mm. you show them those hopes you exactly. show them that motivation that no you can do this yeah you and and you actually prove to them that you, you are doing this hmm. it is practically possible yeah. that, that is a work in of an occupational therapist either yeah. you get the patient to symptomatically better which hmm. very difficult in the case cases of disability specifically mm-hmm. but they all there's always a point where you can create opportunities for those people yeah, that obviously. why they are known as differently able able obviously you, can you can't do it exactly you know, they can't do it hmm. so I, i would just say if you really want to do something for human health, population you should definitely come into occupational therapy okay great you want to say something else no no i just want to say that if you are a current uh, if you are listening and you are a current occupational therapy student or have recently graduated i would just like to say to them and also a reminder to myself also that you just go with the flow hmm. there don't try to be a perfect clinician it's a whole learning process Mm-hmm. I remember I was very anxious during my whole clinical hours that oh I don't know this I mm-hmm. have no idea about this but since past during my internship I realized it's okay to not know so many things because yeah you learn with I the know, process yes you learn with the process it's okay to feel anxious at this moment of time mm-hmm. you are not able to decide what you have to do in life but then give your time give yourself a time and opportunity to explore something different mm-hmm. it's so important to know yourself and explore okay so our founder uh, dr harprasham mishra has sent uh, a message for you i would just like to uh, hear me okay one second hi this is dr hpm harprasham mishra the founder of uh, this organization called uh, mh and uh, i'm here to thank uh, 
Ms. Anushka Puri for being the part of this beautiful journey and uh, sharing her experiences and getting us through this uh, wonderful podcast. Speaking on this uh, beautiful therapy course that is the Bachelor's of Occupational Therapy and uh, I will just say that uh, the only impossible journey is the one you never begin. And uh, thank you, Ms. Anushka, for being part of this uh, MH edition of podcast. And uh, hope you had a wonderful time with our host, Ms. Smriti. And uh, from the whole team of uh, MH India, as well as the audiences, I wish uh, that you have a great uh, fun and a great success in your future. Have a great time. Stay safe. Stay happy. That's the small message. Again, thank you very much for being part of MH. Thank you so much, sir. It was a beautiful message. And I would really like to thank you for giving me this opportunity to be on a podcast and have this fun conversation with you. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm I looking forward for more sessions. Oh, <laughs> so sure. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was a pleasure too to host you. And uh, I gained a lot from this talk. I gained a lot. Uh, I, knew, I actually got to know a lot about occupational therapy. Uh, I'm so, so glad that you learned something and you found it to be informative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so good to be, you know, feel informed. So I think, yeah, it was a great session. Thank you. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to host you again, maybe in the near future. Sure. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. okay. Bye. 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 Stay safe. Okay. If you like this video and found this video useful, then please do like, share and subscribe to my channel. Thank you. Stay safe. Stay healthy.